Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. And now, this is the moment you've all been waiting for. We are live on the Charity Stripe Podcast with your hosts, Alex, Josh, and Nick. We're back, baby. It's the Charity Stripe. Hit your free throws because they're free. Joshua Fisher along with Alexander Tosopoulos on this one. Nikki Snacks. Kreider out of San Diego slash Austin is on his way back from the desert. He danced his little heart out at Coachella this weekend. So he has his Monday off to relax, decompress, and enjoy what I believe to be was a great time in the desert for Nick. He saw Swedish House Mafia. Who doesn't like that? He also got to watch some basketball. He was pretty active watching basketball. A little gambling he did. We know how Nick does. And you know where he gambled, Toss? Well, where he always gambles. At betonline. Yeah, betonline.ag because it's the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. MLB is back as well. Josh, you mentioned NBA playoffs. Of course, you can go bet on that. Who are you picking to win the World Series? Don't tell me. We can get into that later or yeah. at another time. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering needs, including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino and poker games. So go to betonline.ag, use the promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, where the game starts. My, that was great. I like the little ending on it. There was a little, yeah, <laughs> there's a little, j- I think, I feel like a jingle's coming after all these years for BetOnline. I don't know where, but I, I, I can smell the jam. Um, I'll tell you who I bet on to win the World Series because it's not looking good. First 10 games in, I'm not going to get overzealous about the bad. It's a long season, but the Phillies, who I took. And it's a, Zach, it's a long, it's a long, season. it's a long season. I still feel confident about the bet. I like the odds. I got at betonline.ag, but I took the Phillies. I believed in the lineup. I believe in Zach Wheeler, even though the Marlins absolutely tattooed him the other weekend, this week past weekend. Um, and I, I truthfully think that Harper is capable of going back to back MVPs. I went from the biggest Harper denier to now such a Harper stand. I'm such an easy you- sell, dude. You really did flip-flop on him. But I think it uh, overall, it was his approach to baseball and the type of people he can bring in. That's why you really like him. Yeah, I, I like I like his his energy and his care for the game and his need to want to make it more exciting. Uh, speaking of more exciting, we have a lot of more exciting things to talk about, like the NBA playoffs coming up. Don't go anywhere. We're the charity stripe. Stick it around. We'll be right back. We're back again. It's a charity stripe. Hit your free throws because they are for Reed, Joshua Fisher, Alexander Pasopoulos. Come find us on Instagram at the.charity.stripe and on Twitter at underscore charity stripe underscore. We're brought to you by the Believe Network, B-L-E-A-V. Go to believe.com. Any kind of podcast you want, we got it. Pick a team, we got it. Pick a sport, we got it, because obviously we got the team. If you like hobbies, we got podcasts for that. If you like scripted podcasts, we got podcasts for that. Podcasts on podcasts on podcasts on podcasts. That reminded me of Jay-Z's verse in Suit and Tie, and I know you don't like that JT song as much as I no, do. No, no, no. That's, that's not me. You that's were... Nick. That's Nick with the JT beef. Okay, but you like Suit and Tie. Suit and Tie's good. Okay, yes. Yeah, it's my favorite JT song is why I say that. Um, and I don't sound anything like Jay-Z, but that gave myself a little flair. Uh, go to Believe.com, though. A lot of great podcasts. That's who we're brought to you by. In conjunction with Gal Media. 
NBA. Let's start in the Western Conference, dude, because that's your home. Toss is a Can, Mavericks fan. Yeah, sorry. Before we like dig into the series and, and give our like final recollected thoughts after this weekend, um, I just want to say two quick things. Go. One, the play in tournament needs to stay. It's so exciting. I don't care that the Timberwolves are acting like they won the championship after they win that game. They've made it. They're playing the Grizzlies. Like that's what they're there for. They should celebrate. And no brainer. I'm I'm excited for years to come where we get more awesome playing games. And maybe I'm I'm just a little bit jazzed up because the Clippers didn't make it too. So that's exciting. I will on that point of them celebrating. What do we want out of this Minnesota Timberwolves franchise? For years, they've stunk on ice. They haven't been yeah. able to draft well. They finally have a guy, an Ant-Man, who's happy to be there. Carl Anthony Towns has done a complete 180 in his maturity level, and his level of his intensity and his game has taken a huge step up this season. D'Angelo Russell, who many people – he went from all-star to a guy who was a liability – and now as a third piece has been excellent and has acclimated himself extremely well in Minnesota. And then you have a guy like Pat Beverly who's been on the Clippers and been in very competitive situations before and is owning Minnesota. All that has taken this team, which look, we get a lot of things right on the show. We get a lot of things wrong on the show. It's the name of the game. I did not to toot my own horn, but I did say the Timberwolves were going to be good. I knew it because I know Carl Anthony Towns at his best is an elite player. I really truthfully, after seeing Anthony Edwards, when I believed he should have been the rookie of the year last year, as good as LaMelo Ball is, I really believe that Ant-Man could be one of the best players in the league and could potentially win a scoring title. He's that good. He has taken his game to another level this year. All that has come to fruition. Them beating the Clippers at home. Again, this is like a good Clippers team. It's not like Paul George wasn't playing. Like if Paul George had a good game, for all intents and purposes. And that Clippers team went deep last year. They beat the Clippers team at home, getting a, a quote-unquote playoff win. I mean, it's not technically the playoffs, but getting a major win in that stadium. And God knows how long, dude. How long has it been since the Timberwolves? Like, they had that one year with Jimmy Buckets, and like that was kind of a farce. Like, they're actually competitive. So, yeah, them being fired up, zero problems with that. I do have one small issue with the playing thing. And your boy, I think it was your boy, uh, Bill Simmons. Um, I think he was the one that said it, or maybe mm-hmm. it was Rosillo. Yeah, the Clippers are out, but if you're below 500 or like mo- like more than four games below 500, you shouldn't be able mm-hmm. to qualify for the plan. The, the Pelicans are 36 and 46. They have a worse record than the Knicks, who are like 12th or whatever, 11th in the, in the East. Like it's it's a little ridiculous. Now, granted, I do think they are a completely different team with a healthy BI and CJ McCollum. So it's worthwhile for to watch them play basketball. And it's fun for to sure. do Zion going to come back. Like, you know, like that whole nonsense that goes on every day in the media. But I think before you get into your second point, because I know you had two, I do think that this is like a tune up series for the Suns. major. Yeah, I definitely agree. But I, I thought that the Pelicans at least hung around. Um, Jonas Valanciunas was an animal in the paint. He had 26 rebounds. He couldn't Crazy. make a, he couldn't make a bucket. He yeah. missed like 10 shots from within three feet of the rim. But I just this Suns team is primed. They are primed to get right back where they were last year. And I the regular season is the regular season. 
but they were already there. They were already ready and credit to Chris Paul, his leadership, Monty Williams leadership, Booker's ability to step up. I mean, he shot 38% from three this year. That was the one kind of criticism I had of his game last year was as good as he is at creating his own shot. The three wasn't falling at high enough clip as it needed to be. And right now it's there. I mean, he's looking for that three point shot. And then Aiden, of course, uh, deservedly was the first overall pick. I mean, he's gotten to that point where he might be the, the highest percentage score in the paint. Obviously, the other guys that were drafted, I mean, I still would take Trey Young and, and Luca ahead of him if we were doing a redraft, but it, I'm not knocking them for taking him there. That, that Suns team is primed. They're deep. Cam Johnson could easily have been the, the sixth man of the year this, this year. Mikael Bridges could have been defensive player of the year. We'll see where He's everything nominated. shakes out. He's nominated. He, right. Yeah. yeah. But I completely agree. I think the Suns, this is a tune-up series for them. I don't think we'll see Zion back. Um, I just don't think that's going to happen. It doesn't seem like he's going to want to play, but what I, what I want to say, and I mentioned, um, I mentioned camp Johnson. I, I mentioned the awards. Yeah. We're talking about the Western conference. I think that I, I want to make a proposal to you and you let me know. Yeah. What do you think about the most improved award? Because it's no knock on job as he's taken another step up. But I don't think that a guy that is drafted at like the sixth position or higher, especially within the last five years, should be in consideration for the most improved player award. We expect that player to get to an all-star level. We expect them to get to an all-NBA level. Um, so for me, I- I'm looking at the Warriors and what Jordan Poole is able to do in that first game, a guy that was playing in the G League last year. There's no reason why that guy shouldn't at least have been nominated for this award. It, Mac, that would take Tyrus that would Maxi. T- that would take Darius Garland out of contention too, um, for most improved. What do you think about that? Just positing that that idea out there. Great idea. I was about to come at you because there was a time like where you had said one season. I know you weren't like super serious, where Steph could win most improved player because he had gotten that much better back in the day. So I was thought I thought you were taking a different angle on that but yeah i mean like you you take john moran at the two pick expecting him to be the franchise player like the Aiton point yeah Aiton's not luke or trey young but i mean i'm not saying he's elijah one but it's the elijah one effect in the 84 draft like you can't knock the rockets for taking elijah one over michael jordan he won two titles like he's an mvp like what else do you want out of the guy he's a top 10 player of all time like you take these guys expecting them to be franchise players if they're not, it's a major disappointment, i.e. in that same in that draft, the Aiden draft, Marvin Bagley III, who was taken ahead of Trey, Luca, Jaron Jackson Jr., another guy who's Defensive Player of the Year nominee. And it's a situation where, like, yeah, I mean, if these guys aren't the franchise guy and they don't at least live up to, like, now you're not superstar, but, like, really good player, major bust, major disappointment. So, yeah, you expect Jaws, the number two overall pick, ahead of a guy like R.J. Barrett, who I, to this day, and I get a lot of flack for this, this should have been the first overall pick in that draft because, to me, at least he was the safest pick. Like, the whole Zion could be the highest ceiling player, but he's got to see the court. I think right. it's a great idea, though. Like, Tyrese Maxey, like, exploded. Yep. 20, what is he, 22, 21st pick? Like, I mean, and the guy like, you know what? Totally, and it's exciting. Like, guys like Darius Carlin, we love the jump he's made. We love the – Miles Bridges was a great jump. You know, we love the jump that Ja made to from really great player and exciting player to a – He's an all-NBA player. To an all-NBA player, for sure. 
But what about a guy like, I mean, he's, you know, they're only narrowing it down to three, but a guy like Jared Vanderbilt, we brought that Minnesota Timberwolves team. Who's yeah, like- I, was ab- I was about to say, it's not just those three guys. The reason why they're really good, and they, to me, looked like the better overall team compared to the Memphis Grizzlies in game one. Of course, they take that away. They go to Memphis and win on the road. Incredibly impressive. But I think a lot of it has to do with those role players like Jared Vanderbilt, like McDaniels, guys that are stepping up, Torian Prince, like guys that are stepping up and making shots. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, this is a team well coached by Finch. And yep. we'll get into it a little more, like a full breakdown of what we've seen, like, you know, gut check reactions from the game ones uh, from the weekend. But I think that most improved player is a great point. I would love for that to be posed to the league. Uh, Josh Fisher, Alexander Tosopoulos, the cherry stripe brought to you by Believe. Stick around. Don't move the dial. We'll be right back. We're back once again. I keep doing that song. I can't help it. It's like an addiction. I don't even know what song that is anymore. I just keep doing it. Not, like, not Jane's addiction, but it not, could be. <laughs> Jay, Jay, what is, how does that suck? Well, you know, that's an off the air question. Uh, basketball, the charity stripe. That's us. Joshua Fisher, Alexander, Sopos, Nikki Snacks, Kreider, usually with us, but he's resting his pretty little head after dancing his little feet off at Coachella this past weekend. And we love him for doing that. Uh, so, so we had to send one soldier and we're glad it was Nikki Snacks. Kreider brought to you by the Believe Network, B-L-E-A-V. Go to Believe.com today. Find any podcast you want because we got it. We also got a lot of love for the NBA playoffs Good opening weekend, not stellar. There were a couple underwhelming games in this one, a couple disappointing factors. Uh, we'll start with your Mavs, who hung in there with this Jazz team. And without Luke, I think the Jazz will take them down. All that being said, this Jazz team is Toast Malone in the second round. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's likely that the, the listener is about to get the second half of this game after you hear us on the radio here. Um, I, I think that we had our imprint all over that game. Like it was a defensive game. We did everything we needed to do in, in game one to, to keep us competitive. And JB and, and Spencer Dinwiddie didn't really shoot that well. So I do think that it's most likely that the Jazz will go up 2-0 if the Mavs can sneak one and then Luka does come back game three, given that he is at least 90%. Um, I think this turns into a real series. Uh, Charles, yeah. Barkley, Charles Barkley on TNT said that they're going to that the Jazz are going to sweep them. I don't think he was really watching that game because Donovan Mitchell is really the I mean Bogdanovich had a really good game and you expect one of those kind of supplementary pieces to always step up whether it be Bogdanovich or Clarkson or Conley, uh it'll never be Gobert offensively, but I I do think that it's going to be a good series. So I think this one's kind of a wait and see pending Lucas health if he if he doesn't come back it's actually worse than we expect it to be. Um, or he comes back and he re-injures it. God forbid that happens. Uh, you know, it, it's this one's wait and see for me. If they go down 2-0, would you like to see the Mavs shut Luka down heading back? No. Into, okay. I think it's a winnable series still. Okay. okay. Just asking. Um, yeah. I, don't, I, mean, I, I also think like legacy-wise, like in 10 years, no one's going to remember that Luka got hurt the third year in a row that he had the potential to get out of the, the first round of the playoffs. Like it, it, it honestly, and no one's thinking about that. Right. And Jason Kidd shouldn't be thinking about that. The Mavs training staff shouldn't be thinking about that, but I'm thinking about it because I'm always yeah. thinking about Luca's legacy. I, I would hate to see that happen because I think that they could still win down two games. Sure. I mean, I feel like they have done that before in a very major series. Have they not? Yeah. Brought it back to get really close. 
Yeah. So I, I, I think that the Mavs, this Mavs team is obviously well coached, a well oiled machine. The system they run is excellent. The Jazz are really great defensively too, so they could kind of feed into that game on the opposite end. So it makes sense why Brunson and Dinwiddie struggled. But this Jazz team, you know, from a macro level, there's like I don't. It just it seems like a very vague statement to say. It just seems like there's no unity. There's like no sense of a team. Like it's if Mitchell doesn't go off, they're screwed. Yeah, and and we've got we've got the rumors already, right? The rumor mill is absolutely. It is going. Allen Houston was in Dallas at that game. New yeah. York is making a big push already for Donovan Mitchell, and the season's still going on, right? It's the playoffs. But I I don't think that Gobert – there's a good chance that Gobert and Mitchell could be gone next year, and they could totally blow this thing up. Quinn Snyder likely could be gone too. So even if they do make it past the Mavs I, – I mean, I, I hope that NBA fans want the Mavs to make it at least to the second round because they're a better team to play in that second series than the Jazz are. Yeah, I, I, for sure. I mean, that'd be a more fun series because inevitably the winner of this one goes to play the Suns who, when the Suns make quick work of the Pels will make quick work of the Jazz. And quite frankly, I think they would beat the Mavs. I, I think it's a situation where we're headed to Suns Warriors. It's a massive collision course because... You think the Warriors were... Game one, Warriors absolutely took care of business. Were they getting snoozed on at the end of the regular season? Were people kind of forgetting how much firepower they had at the beginning of the season? If they, It's really just if everything can culminate together harmoniously, how can this team not get right back to the Western Conference Finals? When Klay Thompson, Draymond Green, and Steph Curry played together, the three of them fully healthy, just them three as like the three-headed monster, the last time they did that, that team went 73-9. and nine. And I'm not saying Clay is the same player as he was, but quite frankly, like his shots back, his shots there. Steph is the one that kind of has to come back and, you know, and, and work his way back from injury, which that game could not have gone any better. You didn't really need to use him that much. Jordan Poole has stepped up and you want to talk about Kellerman, you know, if though Iguodala takes the shot, I'm not, obviously Jordan Poole doesn't take the shot, but Jordan Poole is a great third option. Hey, I don't, I don't know. I think if you ask Steve Kerr right now, he'd say, if Jordan's hot, we might go to him. Yeah. Why wouldn't, I mean, why wouldn't we? We'd, we? He'd be an option. It'd be one of the, the multiple options. If, if Marcus Smart's an option, then uh, so, so is uh, old uh, Jordan Poole. I mean, Marcus Smart <laughs> is just so – he's such a good basketball player. He's just so trigger happy. And I was explaining to somebody, he's like – one of my buddies is like, why does Marcus Smart shoot that shot? And I'm like, look, it's not like he can't hit it, and he's an NBA player. If he's a wide-open three, these guys are going to take it. But, like, like, Wiggins doesn't have to do that much, and you still have him. You could get great minutes from guys like Gary Payton. You get great minutes from guys like, you know, Iguodala, Juan Toscano Anderson, a guy who they were really relying on heavily. They barely even use right now. Like, this team is so, so deep to Warriors so they can rest their guys. Yeah. That Warriors Sun series has the potential to be biblical. You want to talk about legacy? Obviously, a championship would define Chris Paul's legacy. But this is a this is a major one for Chris Paul. I'm assuming that the Suns get to the Western Conference in nine games, finals in nine games. They drop one game, maybe, to whoever makes it out of the Jazz Mavs. I think that the Warriors don't sweep the Nuggets, but that's not going seven for sure. That'll probably go six, maybe five. And I think, I think that the Grizzlies hit above their weight class. 
in the regular season. They are not a, they are not the second best team in the Western Conference. They're they're the Jazz of the last three years, basically. There's just like Desmond Bain's really good. Dylan Brooks is good. Jaron Jackson Jr. is really good, but they're not like a true two. It's not mm. Chris Paul, Devin Booker. I think I think from an offensive standpoint, let's say let's call Ja the best offensive player out there. Okay. Two, three, four are probably going to Minnesota. And you could even argue that number one isn't Ja, right? Like you can make a major argument that number one is Carl Anthony Towns. Yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll take the guy that always plays well in every playoff game. I mean, look at him last last year. He there was no game where Jaw didn't give it his all and didn't put up numbers too. Cat in the playing game was abysmal. He was terrible. And he bounced True. back in this game, which was yeah. huge. And we needed to see that. But but my point being is that two, three, and four in this series offensively, that goes to the Timberwolves. Because I'll take D'Lo offensively over Dylan Brooks and DeAnthony Melton and Desmond Bain and and Kyle Anderson, all those guys. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, D'Lo is like a former all-star. I'm not saying he is an all-star that he was like actually kind of grandfathered in or whatever because of injuries, but at his best, he's a fringe all-star player. That's yeah. like, yeah. An Ant-Man, but there is a, there is a, there is a gap. The gap between the, let's say Jaws number one and let's say Ant-Man's number three, the gap between John Ant-Man is way smaller than the gap. Quite frankly, I think between Ant-Man, maybe D'Lo, and, and the rest and the rest and, of the and, group. Sure. Ant-Man and whoever five and down is. Yeah. Ant-Man, like we said in earlier, the earlier in the show, is just is actually superstar potential, but that's what you expect when you take a guy number one overall. If you're yeah. gonna take a guy over LaMelo Ball, he better be a superstar. And he is. So I think that the I think the Wolves get out of this one. I think this is a franchise changing series for the Wolves. Yeah, I, I don't want to ride out. I don't want to. I don't want to ride off Taylor Jenkins because I, I think he'll be able to whip up something defensively to stimmy the the Timberwolves. But this is going to be a really fun series. Both these teams are so athletic. Just so watching, athletic, yeah. just watching Ant Man and Jaw attack the basket. The two of them, it my my jaw is on the floor every single play. They just like the thing, and I'm not saying the Grizzlies do this. The Wolves, there's never a panic like you would expect them to be. You look at that Wolves team and you expect they have, that you look they have their, nothing to lose. They literally have nothing to lose. House money. That's it. They're playing with house money. There's never a panic. There's never an issue. They, they stay within their game. They play aggressively on both ends of the floor, and they're not afraid to get in your face. Look, if you are a smaller market team, you have to kind of create your own noise. You have to find something within you to motivate you. People like love them or hate the Knicks. People want New York basketball back. People would want the Knicks to win if they were in the in, in the in the championship. That would become yeah. the story. The Wolves, no one cares about. You kind of have to create your own noise, similar to like how the Pistons did in the late eighties, like the bad boys. So, 90s. so like the, yeah, yeah. I just want to before we have to move on to the Eastern Conference. I just want to give our picks real quick. Go, go, go for the for the series and in how many games? You go first. Me. Yeah. I'm going Wolves in seven. I'll take it. Okay. Go Warriors in five. I'll go Suns in four. And I'll go I'll go Jazz in six. Suns in four, Suns baby. In four. Was any, wait, what are your, what's Suns, your I think the Suns and the Warriors will both sweep. Okay. Actually, 
Actually, I'm going to say the Suns in five and the Warriors in four. I think wow. CJ, I think CJ goes off one game, and right. I think they he's able to win them one game. Um, I think it's a gritty Pelicans team. I actually think that I'm glad that they're in the playoffs. And then I think I'm going to say <laughs> I'm going to say Mavs in seven. Okay, I'll give you. That and cue. then I'm going to say Grizzlies in seven. And that's that's my Western Conference picks. Those, I mean, look, the Grizzlies Wolves one's great. And it's exciting and it's good for the NBA to get two small market teams. I'll rod your maps in a day of the week with you. Charity Stripe, Joshua Fisher, Alexander Disciples brought to you by Believe. Do not move that dial. Hit your free throws. We'll be right back. We were out in the West and now we in the East. The Charity Stripe, pitch your free throws because they're free. Joshua Fisher, Alexander Disciples. Follow us on Instagram at the.charity.stripe or on Twitter at underscore charity stripe underscore. Brought to you by the Believe Network, B L E A D. Go to believe.com. Check out any kind of podcast you want. Check out our podcast called The Charity Stripe. If you like Texas football, check out our Longhorn podcast. Okay. Hook them horns up talking Texas with the Quan Cosby and check out our boy, Nikki snacks, our third co-host, our brother from another mother's podcast pod talk, ring the bell pod talk with Heath bell. That's the name of his show. Just started up the season. Really great stuff out of Nikki snacks. Kreider. Josh, quick, quick little question here. Are you, uh, do you have any big expenses coming up? Yes, you do. What Major. is it? I am going to a fish concert this weekend. Ooh, okay. To, I'm actually going to three. Um, got it. Uh, I got one ticket kind of good value. I'm taking me and my cousins are going to, and my sisters are going to another one. And then me and the boys are going Friday. Um, and then I have a little break. And then in June, I'm going to Europe, but wow. Yeah. I'm doing. Europe. Wow. Yeah. Chili, well, chili peppers. It, that's incredible. Uh, you're Thank really you. going to enjoy that. I think you're going to be able to, uh, be with a couple of our buddies yeah, our in, of our in Europa um, to watch the, the chili peppers. You're, you know, in the top 1% of listeners. On whoa, Spotify. whoa, 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 whoa. Sorry. Is it, I get that wrong? Top 0.1% back to back years. Incredible. What an Thank incredible you. feat. <laughs> Thank you for correcting me. I'm glad that you did. Cause it is way more impressive to be 0.1 as opposed Thank to you. 1%. Thank you. But if you're listener planning ahead for a big expense, you know, don't, don't put those car repairs or medical bills on a high interest credit card. Don't do it because Credit Karma can help you look for a low interest personal loan that could save you money while you pay off your purchase. Credit Karma uses your credit data to find loan offers that are personalized to you so you can have a better idea of what loan amount you can get approved for. They'll even show you your chances of approval so you can choose between loan offers that you're more likely to get approved for and apply with more confidence. Are you ready to apply? Head to creditkarma.com slash loan offers to see personalized offers. Again, that's creditkarma.com slash loan offers to find the loan for you. Credit Karma, apply with more confidence today. Speaking of more confidence, yeah. how much more confidence could Marcus Smart have in Jason Tatum to not take that shot? As we were just talking about Marcus Smart, he is trigger happy. He loves to take the shot. And one of the biggest criticisms that I think a lot of people have of him and the Morris brothers, and there's other players that are kind of like in this group where it's like, you love to have them on your team until it gets to the very end of the game, because you're worried that they're going to take the shot instead of the guy that should be taking the shot. But as it happens, Celtics play the Nets incredible game. I'd like to spend most of our time on this one. He pump fakes. He goes by. Claxton and Bruce Brown yeah, and hits Jason Tatum cutting for a layup, which my, uh, my biggest takeaway from that is that 
Ime Udoka's blueprint is all over this team. And that Jason Tatum is a star who's willing to a superstar who's willing to buy in because a guy that cuts at the at the end of a possession at the end of a game instead of waiting to watch the shot and see what happens that's a guy I want on my team every time. Their their team basketball is on another level good right now. JB, it has to be because he's not hitting shots like he like he normally does. Who Jalen? JB JB. Yeah, Jay, well, he was great defensively, though. He had a couple yeah. monster blocks. Chase down block. Oh, incredible. Oh, incredible block. Another block he had was awesome. I mean, he's so good defensively. Mark, but then you have a guy like Marcus Smart, who's hitting like four or five threes. Derek White, you know, shot decently. Al Horford had a boatload of points. Game of, game of the season for him. Yeah, I mean, this is a Celtics team that, look, the Nets cannot play defense at all. And the Celtics, quite honestly, could have done more damage, I felt. They were, they were cruising going into the fourth quarter. And then Kyrie Irving, who is such an enigma because he is blatantly a top 15 basketball player right now and probably a top 75 basketball player of all time. Like, not probably, he is. Because if you just break down every facet of the game, and I put up a poll on our Instagram, like, who's the more skilled player, Otani and Jokic? And someone's like, well, Otani can field hit and pitch. I was like, yeah, 100%. But Jokic can defend, pass, shoot, rebound, everything perfectly or close to it. So, yeah, he's more of in a f- skilled in a fun way, but Jokic is just as skilled. And Kyrie's broken down skill set, ball handling, immaculate, his ability to create his own shot, which is something you harp on all the time. Tops. Going to the basket, he's amazing. Fading away, he's amazing. Any kind of shot that he can hit, he hits. His, he's absolutely lethal from three. Kyrie Irving, as an offensive basketball player from a scoring perspective, is without a doubt a top 50 scorer of all time. That I, I, in my mind, easily a top 30 I've ever seen. His antics on and off the court are just so puzzling. I just don't know how to react. And I'd love to hear your thoughts on it because I have my own takeaways. Mm. But he put that Nets team on his back, and this series is going to be nuts. Like that game winner was a, is a complete indication of how this series is going to go, and the Celtics need it. The Celtics lost that one; they'd be in trouble. They really, they really, I don't. I, they weren't lucky because they won that game, but like they were lucky to get a win given the circumstances of how hot Kyrie was at the end of that game. And I think, 100%. I think, I think you got to give them credit where credit is due because they kept Durant at bay. Right? He only had twenty four points. When the the Nets win, which is what's going to be so difficult for them to replicate throughout this entire series, because of how how good the Celtics are in defense, is if Kyrie and K- KD both have thirty five, the Nets are going to win because someone's going to have 10, 15 on the bench. Someone's going to do enough, right? Goran Dragic, like yeah, he, he was great. Claxton had a good game too. That was a huge win to get, especially at home. The antics part of it. I'm a fan of it in the game. I like that. I like that he's being hyped up by the crowd. I like that he's talking back to the crowd. Look, it fueled his performance for sure. Yeah. Uh, I was a little, I was a little confused by like his post game speech. I, I didn't realize why he was like still so fiery. It kind of felt like he was, he was deflecting because he was upset about the win. I, that's just, that's the read that I got on it. I, I don't think like, yeah, yeah. Talk smack in the middle of the game, but then like we're off the court, it, we're done and, move on how can we get better for the next game and, and win this thing I, I think 
I hope he doesn't get too wrapped up in the back and forth, the communication with the Boston fans and everything. And, and, and part of it is like, like Shaq said this on the air on, on inside uh, TNT inside the NBA, he was like, it's part of it, right? Like it's part of the game that these fans are going to talk to you. And you know, it is the guy that wins with class that we always respond most to that. Yeah. That's, how, that's how it always will be. Yeah. Because look, you know what? Like people come, we could, we go on the air. We, you know, give go, we go on other shows. We give our picks, we give our takes. People say they suck or people don't agree with them. And that's just the name of the game. That's what it is. And you kind of have to take it to the chin. You can't get your feelings hurt by every little thing. Now, granted what these Celtics fans are saying, not cool. You can't be cursing at the guy and, you know, heckling him like that. And, you know, I'm sure Celtics fans are notoriously horrible. You know, I am a Celtics fan, but they are notoriously not great fans. And I, you know, you don't want Kyrie to have to go through that during a game, but it just doesn't set a good example. And it's a shame that like the, our takeaway or look at the game or people's look at the game is Kyrie giving the finger to the fans in the middle of the game and all this kind of stuff, which is like exciting basketball. But at the same time, it's like, he did. He had such a good game, and that should be the focus. You know, yeah, it was, a, it was an I, awesome I game. I don't think. I don't know. I'm not really focused on. We were talking about it right now, but like my main focus was that game and the basketball that was played, which was incredible. And I think they're really missing Joe Harris. They don't have enough other pieces to, even if they ended up winning this series, which we're going to go through our Eastern Conference picks. I'm going to pick the Celtics to win this series. Yeah. Even if they got to round two, and I'm wrong they don't have enough. They don't have enough other guys that they can rely on to help KD and Kyrie out for four series. It's just not going to happen. Yeah. The, you know, they, they need Ben Simmons to come back if they want any shot. Desperately. Desperately. Because the rest of these, the rest of these teams in the Western Eastern conference. And look, I, I know you and I focus on like the game itself, but like, it's just like a lot of the me- the major media markets were focused on what he was saying and all that. And I just don't know. Yeah, I, I haven't really gotten except a part of me really agrees with Kyrie, but part of me wishes he would just like, you know, have a little protection over his own legacy. And obviously, the players all support him; they all love him. I'm sure they do. I'm sure he's a great guy, but I want his basketball to speak more for itself. Versus Look, like, it wasn't. It wasn't like it did though. You're right. Like he scored 39 points. He was so great, like, but like many people don't. Many it, people aren't focused on that. Them. He's not focused on his like at post game stuff. He's not Trey Young post game who only made one basket the entire game. They're gonna get the floor waxed. They're gonna get the think, floor. Mopped. Are they gonna get? Are they gonna get swept? Yeah. Maybe they get one in Atlanta, dude. They did not look. They got crushed. The Heat crushed the Hawks. Crushed yeah. them from start to finish. Trey Young got in Jimmy's face in the first five minutes, and it was over after that. The Heat responded, not in my building. Take this and get out. Yeah, and Duncan they, Robinson, who's had not, not a good year. No. But guess what? Shooters are going to continue to shoot. And the reason why he's out there, the reason why he's getting paid so much is because he has games like this where he goes eight for nine and has a career high in, in, in points. Um, they just have some flamethrowers on their team. And they also buckle down defensively. And that's a good recipe for wins with a big man, which it, they've got a complete team. So I, I, they should go deep. I mean, Pat Riley could find a needle in a haystack. For sure. There are no rare Pokemons for Pat Riley on Pokemon Go. He could no. find anything. I no mean, rare, no rare Pokies. No rare Pokies for Pat Riley. I'm going, here's, here's my take. 
Heat and five with an asterisk because that can go four. I think that late game heroics and fun basketball by the Bulls, you know, in Milwaukee was was good and maybe amp people up for what could be a good series. I think that Bucks kind of take care of things and get it done in five or six. Because yeah. earlier Agreed. they were there earlier they were on one. The Bulls will I, get it. The Bulls will get a game or two. They'll get a game or two. But I do do I do not have much faith in the Buck. I have way less faith after seeing them play and the Bucks repeating than I had, you know, going into the playoffs. I was like, all right, I can really see Bucks Suns again. I don't think the Bucks are a top two team in the East. And I don't feel too especially if things are played in Boston. Hmm. I feel a lot better than I normally would against Milwaukee. Usually I think, I'm I think it's to play them. I think it's a night in, night out thing because if Chris Middleton and Drew Holiday are hitting their shots, then you say that they are right. Like, yeah, yeah, it's true. nothing to do with Giannis. He was fantastic. He Every, always double, will be. He's the best player in the league. He had a double double two minutes into the second quarter. Like the guy's an he he's a beast. He can't he can't be stopped when he gets into the paint. But I, I think I'm gonna tell you wait and see on that. Right. Just just wait a bit. Because they started slow last year in the playoffs, too. It's true. They had a tough game against the, yeah. Giannis, the best player in the league. I think the Sixers make quick work of the Raptors. I think that is a sweep. Mm-hmm. That is the most confident sweep I have in the East, the Sixers over the Raptors. And B didn't even score. They had 19 and 15, which is a lot of rebounds. Maxi. Harris was the second leading scorer. We've been where's he? Where's he at? He was the second leading scorer. Harden had like uh, he was he was James Harden. He didn't shoot the ball immaculately, but I think that's a sweep. That, those are my picks. So Celtics and seven. I'm going Sixers and four, Heat and five, and I will give the Bulls two games and say Bucks and six. What do you got for us, quick? Heat sweep. Okay. Sixers five. Okay. Bucks. Six, okay, and then Celtics six. Okay, I think I think that the Nets run out of gas. I think they just they just do. It's a great take. It's a great and if, take. And if the team. Celtics win both games at T Garden, then you go to Brooklyn and you take one of them. All you need is one more. All you like, need is one more. You're chilling. Yeah, that's it. Toast Malone, Josh Fisher, Alexander Sopos, the charity stripe. We'll be right back. Hit your free throws. We're back, baby. It's the charity stripe at your free throws because they're for Reed, Joshua Fisher, Alexander Persopolis, Nikki Snacks, Kreider. Who is resting his pretty little head from an awesome weekend at Coachella? He's got the day off today, but we he, love Nick. Shout out to Nick his family. Could you, he, shout out to Nick's family. He could use a pick me up. Yeah. He could use one delicious scoop of athletic greens because sure. with one delicious scoop of athletic greens, you're absorbing 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to start your day right. Their special yeah. blend of ingredients supports gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, energy recovery, focus, and aging. So reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. Yeah. Make it easy. Athletic make it easy. Greens, make it easy. They're, they're going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash believe. That's B-L-E-A-V. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash believe. Boom. Go there. Go there right now. Quick little hitter on this before we send everyone off to the the next people hosting any radio shows we got after us. Baseball is off to a good start. 
It's exciting. I know your Rangers could be a little bit better. Yeah, but Corey Seager got intentionally walked with the bases loaded. It's ridiculous. That doesn't happen often. Dumbest thing of all time. What are with you doing? one out. With one out. I mean, the Angels ended up winning that game, so I, I guess props to their manager. But no, that, was, that, that sucked. That was stupid. One out. Yeah, it's righty lefty, but one out. You play the guy into a shift. Try to get him to ground out into a double play. Don't walk the guy. I mean, Trout said his Trout's face said it all right there. Trout got hit by a pitch in the hand. I was like, no, come on. But he's okay. X-ray is negative. Buxton, his knee slid in. He hurt his knee, but he's the X-rays were negative too. Superstars getting hurt is the worst. But outside of that, I mean, Jose Ramirez, I mean, are worth every single dollar probably and more. He's just modest. I mean, that guy could have, he's a $200 million player for sure. He's incredible, but the yep. Mets are hot. I mean, this, I think if the Mets had DeGrom, I think it would be their year. The only caveat is when can DeGrom come back? But I think this year of baseball, the AL East is exciting. The angels could actually be good. White Sox. I mean, I think we're going to get what we were promised. And as long as everyone stays healthy, I think we're in for an awesome, awesome time. Good Go. scheduling too. Early in the season, Dodgers Braves already happening. Freddie Freeman happening tonight. Yeah. Yep. Really awesome. cool. We love that. And we love you guys because we're the charity stripe fans out there. Drag both feet in bounds. Swing a full count with that puck. Hit that putt. Hit your PKs because they free and hit your free throws. White toss. Because they are free and Larry Nance Jr. looks like Stewie from Succession. Wow. That's we, we that's our next look like Friday. We haven't done that in a while. That's a great one. Love that. Yeah, we love you. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.